This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Monday, July 18, 2016. I'm Caleb Brown. For better or worse, one of the biggest issues driving American politics today is immigration. Donald Trump, expected to be nominated by Republicans this week, represents a shrinking share of the electorate that wants to reduce immigration. And Hillary Clinton toes a restrictionist party line. Alex Narasta and David Beer work on immigration policy at the Cato Institute. They comment. How much do platforms matter when presidential candidates are putting together their uh, immigration policies or policies in general? I think platforms matter in that they show where most of the party is on a particular issue, where they want to move. It may not matter so much in day to day or how the president is actually going to govern, but I think it's an indication of where the party broadly stands on these issues. And if that's true, where the platform is now, where the GOP platform is now, doesn't look good. The, the candidate actually influences the platform more than the platform influences the candidate. And so we've seen in the GOP platform, for example, that they have adopted the border wall as part of their principles on immigration, despite the fact that, uh, you know, it doesn't actually have that much support within the party. Now, Bernie Sanders, of course, has dropped out and uh, has supported Hillary Clinton. But something that sticks out in my mind is his reference to open immigration as a Koch brothers idea. And uh, has his support for her altered her view on immigration at all? Well, she recently came out skeptical of skilled guest worker visas for the H-1B uh, program, uh, referencing a lot of issues with Americans potentially being displaced by foreigners. We know that's not true uh, when you look at the aggregate, but there have been some worrying individual cases that have gotten a lot of attention. So I think the Bernie influence in legal immigration position, the Democratic Party, has been to be more skeptical uh, going forward. However, I think uh, Bernie has also made Hillary Clinton more supportive of legalizing undocumented immigrants in the United States. So that's come up as uh, her main priority with immigration. When she said these things about skilled immigration and we need more checks and it's not that important, et cetera, she said what is important is legalizing the undocumented. Hillary has a long history of being skeptical on legal immigration, work visa programs, guest workers, both for high and low skill, uh, really adopting the uh, line from the unions that says that these guest worker programs are a threat to American workers. And so the, the question for her is, how are we going to legalize this population? Is it going to be citizenship only and she's not going to compromise uh, and adopt a work visa program for these people? Or is she going to you know, basically do what Barack Obama did and try to double down on doing it through executive powers? I mean, she really gives a good example of finger-to-the-wind policymaking, I think, better than most other uh, politicians out there. So if you remember, I, I consider the Clintons to be sort of a, a, a partnership, uh, a political partnership. And if you remember in the 90s, uh, Bill Clinton was very supportive of restrictive immigration policies. He supported the Illegal Immigration Reform and Immigrant Responsibility Act, which was a big enforcement surge. When she was senator, she supported uh, border security, increases the border security, more interior enforcement in the United States. Uh, but now that the political winds have shifted, and you see this in Gallup and Pew polling, Democrats are much more supportive of immigration than they were just 10 years ago. Um, so the party has really shifted, and she has shifted her opinion as in response to that. What's interesting with Hillary versus Bernie is that the Hispanic vote went to Hillary um, overwhelmingly. 
so it's interesting from our perspective because whenever we write about immigration, we always get comments that Hispanics are socialists. And the first time they actually got a chance to vote for somebody who is actually proclaiming what he calls a socialist message, he actually they actually rejected that and went with Hillary. Uh, not that she's a great defender of capitalism, but she is not the socialist candidate uh, that Bernie Sanders was. For Trump or, or Hillary or, and let's not leave him out, uh, Gary Johnson, uh, who is closer to the, the median voter in America? I would certainly say Gary Johnson represents what most people think on immigration. Immigration should be legal. There should be a legal process that allows people to come and enter and work. Uh, not necessarily receive welfare benefits, those types of things. Hillary Clinton uh, represents a lot of people's position on legalization. Uh, she's more skeptical on legal immigration and, and work visa programs and that type of thing. Uh, Donald Trump represents a minority uh, in the country that really wants to see a much more restrictive immigration Does he policy. represent a minority in the Republican Party? Actually, it's interesting. So CNN did exit polls on deportation versus legalization in 22 states, and only one out of those 22 states was uh, deportation, the favored position over legalization, Alabama. Um, in every other state, including big GOP states like Texas, you actually saw more favor legalization over deportation. And it's interesting because Texas seems to have one of the more nuanced thoughts on immigration because uh, people from just south of the border make up such a large percentage of that state and, and people in Texas interact with those people every day. It's a real contrast to California. Uh, both states have a Hispanic percentage of the population that's identical at 38.6%. But the GOP in both states has dealt with that in radically different ways. I mean, the California GOP declared war on immigrants and Hispanics in the mid-90s, except for the consequences. The Texas GOP, uh, led by, at the time, George W. Bush, did the opposite. They appealed to Hispanics. They said they want legalization. Uh, we want you to be part of the state, and we want you to be Republicans. And now they essentially split the Republican vote on the state level for state elected officials. So it's a dramatic uh, difference. You know, Also historical, California didn't have many Hispanics prior to 1960. Texas has since the beginning. Uh, it's been settled by large numbers. But going back to... Trump's opinions compared to the average American, what's interesting is the percent of people who want less legal immigration, which is Trump's position, has fallen from 65% in the mid-1990s to now, I believe it's 38% in the Gallup polls. So he has a position that has shrunk by almost 30 points in just 20 years, while the side that wants more legal immigration, the Gary Johnson side, the legalization side, has increased from 7 to 25% of the U.S. population. It's almost quadrupled. So if these trends uh, continue, uh, it, it appears to be that the pro-immigration side is winning out. Now, I want to give proper credit to this, but Dan Griswold, a former colleague here at the Cato Institute, had a line about the three-legged stool with respect to uh, immigration. And the one that is routinely ignored is how do you deal with future flows? If Hillary Clinton seems concerned with uh, legalizing people who are already here, uh, what does she have to say about future flows of immigrants, people who want to come to the United States as a legal matter? Like I said before, uh, Hillary Clinton's position on future flows has always been towing that union line of 
we want to legalize the people who are here, but stop the future flow of people issuing less uh, guest worker visas and that type of thing. Is that a purely uh, towing the line argument, or is it some sort of longer strategic play to say we can make this an issue in ten years again if we uh, if we just legalize and don't don't create some sort of regular channel for future immigrants? I think it's potentially it's probably both. So if you keep the issue, I mean, this is part of the different incentives for both political parties. So the Republicans have a large percentage of their base that are opposed to immigration, but they get hammered and beaten in the election every time when it comes up as an issue. So the party wants to get rid of it on one hand as an issue by solving it. On the other hand, their base won't let them. Democrats are the opposite. The base wants to solve this problem in a good way, but the party elite want to keep it around because it has handed them several states over the last 25 years and will continue to do so. And I'm thinking of 2007 through about two, that early 2011 when there were opportunities with somebody friendly to immigration, George W. Bush in the White House, a Democratic-controlled House that potentially could have uh, taken significant steps toward solving that future flow issue. And it's revealing who came out to oppose and basically scuttle a lot of those reform efforts. Uh, Senator, uh, then-Senator Barack Obama sided with uh, Senator Dorgan, another Democrat, and um, uh, the uh, senator from uh, South Carolina, who now heads the Heritage Foundation, to propose poison pill amendments to basically kill the guest worker visa program of those bills, essentially killing the entire reform. And it passed by one vote, that amendment. So you had Senator Kennedy on one side saying we need to do a guest worker program to allow people to come in the future. You had Hillary Clinton, Barack Obama, Bernie Sanders on the other side, supported by the unions, saying we should stop the flow of workers into the United States legally. Alex Narasta and David Beer work on immigration policy at the Cato Institute. Subscribe to this podcast at iTunes, Google Play, and with Cato's iOS app. And follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast.